Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Welcome to episode 29 of the SJP Wrestling Podcast. As always, thank you very, very much for pressing play and having a listen to my show. And on today's show, we are speaking with Simon Quest, someone who has just come through the Evolution Wrestling Training Academy in Gloucester, someone who has just worked his first proper match, but someone who stands at around six foot four, six foot five tall, you would think would be a perfect fit for this crazy world of professional wrestling. However, it's took him to the age of 35 to decide to do this. Um, it's a really interesting story about uh, Simon's own wrestling fandom, his training process, things he found easy, things he struggled with. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great tale. Really interesting story. I hope you all find it as interesting as I did. Uh, before we get to that today, though. Just a little bit of quick housekeeping for you. Um, I'd love it if you would all please go and follow the show on the social media accounts we have. We have an Instagram, a Facebook and a Twitter. And you can find the show at SJP Wrestling Pod. Uh, let us know what you like, what you dislike, what you'd like to hear more of, less of and so on. Whether it's old show reviews, modern product reviews, more interviews, anything at all. Any feedback helps me shape the show to be whatever you want to hear. Okay, um, that's kind of everything I need to cover today. Again, thank you very, very much for listening. And let's get to our talk with the excellent Simon Quest. Hello, brother. This is NWA WCW Enhancement Talent, Randy Hogan, baby. Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang rough. But not as rough as listening to Cyan Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cyan Mags and chain wrestling, brother, runs wild on you? Simon Quest, welcome to the SJP Wrestling Podcast. Delighted to have you along. How are you doing, sir? Thank you very much, and thank you very much for having me. I am absolutely fantastic. Keeping spirits high. I think lights at the end of the tunnel soon with everything we're going through. Um, I'm buzzing. Can't wait for life to return back to normal. Yeah, full of it. How are you doing, Simon? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. You know, sort of a little bit of context time-wise for everyone, I guess. This yes, is, uh, we're, sure. we're recording the 10th of February. I imagine this will be out a week or so after that date, but we're very much still in a big lockdown in the UK, but uh, the vaccines are getting rolled out and so on. So hopefully things are looking up. I mean, how has the, the whole COVID situation uh, affected you personally? Has, has it affected you a great deal at home or anything? 
I'm I'm quite lucky to have a very stable job, and I know there are others out there that aren't as in such a privileged position. Um, that being said, it sounds like a first world problem to compare uh, to complain about homeschooling your own kids. Uh, that does take a toll, <laughs> I must admit. Um, to to be a parent, a teacher, a best mate, um, all in one go, and make sure everyone's being looked after. Um, but hey, you know what? It's it's one of those things in five years time, 10 years time, we're going to be looking back at this period in our life. This is what they're going to study in schools. Um, and I just want to be on the right side of history, you know, um, remain positive, looked after my family. Uh, it, it run us all ragged. It was, you know, less than ideal, but but, but we, we got through it. And, and that's my, my outlook on it at the moment. Yeah, definitely. that's what I'm trying to explain to my kids. Um, my youngest is uh, she's just turned 11. Oh, wow. and. They're, um, they're, they obviously it sucks for them. They're not seeing their friends. I mean, my youngest is very close to her cousin. Um, she speaks to her every day on the phone and plays little online games and, and so on. So that they're still in contact. But my middle daughter as well, she finds it quite difficult. She she's played football, so she's not she's lost out on that social side. Sure. And she's she's a very very social kid. So that's sort of stung her a great deal. Um, and my two eldest. Uh, my son is spending lockdown living at his girlfriend's, so I haven't seen him for quite a duration of time. <laughs> and my eldest daughter lives with her mum, who, who's from a previous relationship of mine. So she's, uh, I haven't seen her for a, a good duration of lockdown either. So it's been quite difficult for me with with the kids in general. But I keep trying to say to them, it is you are as crap as it is now. You are effectively living through history. This is going to get spoke about for you know decades after this is going to be in textbooks when their great grandkids are going to school and they're going to learn about what we did during this this crazy time i guess yeah you're right and, I, and i'm sorry to hear that about um you know you and your family because that must take a toll on yourself and that was that's the other thing i, I tell a lot of people it's um because it's very easy to, to to fall into the trap of thinking oh there's always people out there that's got it worse than i have so what have i got to complain about um but mental health is contextual you know your, your world is is what's in front of you if something's going to get you down it's going to get you down so um you know i it I'm sure it sounds like your kids are doing great. Like you said, they are resilient, um, uh, and and my kids are too. And uh, you know, you, you're going to look after them in the, the best way you can. So, light at the end of the tunnel, my friend. I uh, think the future isn't cancelled. Six months time, I'm, I'm positive we'll have some sense, semblance of normality. Okay, so I mean, the main the main reason I asked you on is because I think we've got quite a unique little story to tell here. Um, <laughs> you've been training for quite a short period of, of time um at an age where potentially a lot of people don't necessarily think about starting to train and th this was brought to my attention when um i did a little commentary for evolution wrestling and a, a, an internet youtube show they were putting on and it turns out i actually put the commentary on your first ever match but this was relatively recent when you look at uh, uh, the bigger time scale so that's kind of why i, I, I invited you on because i thought it's your training time and so on has been through lockdown. So it's going to be a completely different tale to other people I've spoken to. But I mean, before we get to that, um, let's, let's go back and, and start at the beginning, I guess. Uh, how mm. did you initially discover wrestling? How did you first find this crazy, crazy world? Yeah, sure. Now, I mean, let, let, let's get, let's get the elephant um, in the room out of the way. So I am in my mid thirties. I am 35. Um, you know, there are stories out there oh. with people starting, um, spring <laughs> starting chicken, mate, 35. Yeah, spring yeah. Chicken. Well, uh, <laughs> like, like everyone keeps saying to me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, he started when he was 35. Um, but yeah, so I, I am, I am a little bit on the more sort of season side and, and I have picked up this, this, uh, relatively recently, but yes. Yeah, so at the beginning for me, so I, be, being as old as I am, um, I mean the very, the very, very beginning, 
Uh, my first ever memory of wrestling, um, and I say this to some of the Evolution Wrestling lads, and they laugh at me, and they're like, God, you're old, is literally uh, <laughs> The Undertaker beating Hulk Hogan for the WWF title at the time in uh, 1991. That is literally my first me- memory of wrestling. Survivor Series 1991, yep. Yep, Survivor Series 1991. I remember sitting there on the floor on a cushion, uh, watching it in absolute awe in, in, in what I was seeing. Um, big superhero fan away from wrestling. Uh, to me, those the, the, I, what I was watching was just real life superheroes, and that that I was I was hooked, and uh, and, and and it had me in uh, from from that point. Um, back in those days, we were one of the very lucky few to have the twenty or so Sky channels that were about at the time, and uh, wrestling was a big part of Sky One in the early days. I used to be watching all the weekend shows, the recap shows. Um, I just just it, the colors, the larger than life characters. Um, it just just hooked me. Um, I'm also the eldest of quite a few brothers, <laughs> seven, uh, as it was. So, oh, yeah, so so naturally, this was a gateway for, or an excuse rather, to playfully scrap amongst ourselves uh, and try and imitate what we've seen on TV. So, lot, lots, which you can't condone, obviously, but it, you know, we're kids at the end of the day. But it was, uh, but no, that that is that is where it began. It's it, it, in those early days, early '90s. I'd say that 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 '91 to. 93 period was probably my personal golden era golden era you know where i had all the hasbro figures i had all the um all, all the games that you had for the super nintendo uh i, I had the naf um like inflatable stand-ups that you would like punch down and then they pop right back up uh, i have yeah. one speci- i have one specific memory memory of my uh, of my macho man uh hulk uh, no sorry i think i had hulk hogan one as well but it was my macho man one that i got a puncher at one point and i remember me and my mum uh literally had the whole thing in the bathtub trying to find where this tiny little puncher was so we could repair it and i could get back to just kicking its butt um <laughs> but, but yeah it, it is and 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 this is the other thing with it i remember in 1992 and i've only got sort of fleeting memories of it but there's there's a couple of things specifically i remember I did go and watch a UK Rampage show in 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 the NEC. And oh, why? The, I know exactly. And the main event, and it's the only time I've seen him live. The main event was the Undertaker against Sid, and and uh, and and the, and the two clear memories I have as uh, clear as day memories I have of that particular show uh, was Undertaker doing the old school, the the walk across the the top rope. Um, that that I just have that image seared in, in my head. And I also had um, a bunch of guys behind me in Legion of Doom costumes with some like polystyrene and uh, like like just sort of like red wrapping paper wrapped around some like makeshift shoulder pads that were just going absolutely mental through the whole thing and just like creating all this ruckus and starting all the chanting, um, which which I'll come back to as well, which has led to to another sort of story and how I got got into this. Um, so yeah, a, a, absolutely mad fond memories of of when I was a kid, and it just hooked me from that point. Uh, and I, and of course, like everyone does, I've sort of floated in and out of watching it you sort of have various various gradients of like fandom you're all in you're all out sort of thing um but that period there 92 to not sorry 91 to 93 uh, was certainly my key period shortly after that that was when my mum decided that maybe there was a few too many black eyes and bruises going around between me and my brothers and she might have put a bit of a cap on it uh, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't until a bit later maybe around sort of the 99 period where i started to really get back into it again um but yeah that's it I, i'm a golden oldie it's uh that was my that was my era yeah similar similar sort of time frame to myself actually um you say 91 there so i was 91 that's november um one of my earliest memories is the the rockers splitting up on the barbershop and that was that was january 92 um i had SummerSlam 89 
on videotape bought for me that I, I basically wore out nice. and watched watched that over and over and over again. So a similar sort of time frame t- to me, I suppose. Um, and it's interesting as well. You mentioned about going on that UK Rampage tour at the NEC in Birmingham. Sid versus the Undertaker. Of course, we're, you know, we're talking ninety two there, so that's. Uh, WrestleMania eight ish time. Mm, um, it. Was it five years later? That was a WrestleMania main event, wasn't it? Sid versus Undertaker at, at thirteen. So there you go. You said a WrestleMania main event, mate. <laughs> I ne- do you know what? I'd never pieced that together. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. It was. Uh, but yeah, I will ask you this question, then, Simon, if you don't mind me posing one back at you. So, given that you were a man of the same era as I was, Hogan or Warrior? Who was your guy when you were a kid? Oh, see, initially it was Warrior. Very early on, it was Warrior. I remember a, f- a friend of mine who who lived out, literally straight over the road from me, um, and he was massively into wrestling, and, and he sort of helped contribute to, to getting me into it, I guess. And he had this huge Ultimate Warrior poster on his wall, um, and I just thought this guy looked incredible with the hair and the tassels, and there was lightning all around him. Um, shortly after that, I started deviating more towards Hogan, um, I, I, I can't give any reasons as to why, but I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for Hogan um, and the whole NWO thing. And later years, I thought was just mm. really, really cool. So I mean, what about yourself? Which one, which one, this one of the questions I, I normally ask, uh, what, who were your early faves? Who were the ones that sort of stand out looking back? Oh man, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. And it? it's uh, when at the time I was like yourself, like, so again, being a being a man of a similar age to yourself, He Man was a was a was a massive thing, you know, a massive yeah, universe. He Man figures oh, and <laughs> on, on the warrior looked like he literally, and I, I'm sure this is what they were going through going for in some respect, right? But he literally looked like he could have been lifted out of one of those uh, all those cartoons. To me. Uh, I mean, I, I think I had all three different variants of the Ultimate Warrior Hasbro figure at the time, um, which I later sold for like £5 in a bundle, which was an absolute massive mistake <laughs> in retrospect. But yeah, Ultimate Warrior was, was my guy. And I also felt like I was probably being a bit, I don't know, it sounds silly, but I was like six or seven. I was off the grid by liking Warrior instead of Hogan. Um, but then it, but then like yourself, you, you know, time moves on and, and Hogan had the longevity and he ended up uh, making a reappearance in, in, what was it, 2002? And uh, suddenly you, you, you're sort of having more of an appreciation for his career and what he's achieved. You know, we'll talk less about like his later life and the man and what he became and all that. But but certainly from a from a character perspective, I think, you know, is, is one of the things you look back and Yeah, I mean, he, he was the real deal. He was he was the superhero. But at the time, certainly on the warrior was 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 my guy. Yeah, I mean, again, coming back to that SummerSlam 89 tape. Hogan was in the main event and I remember the crowd going absolutely crazy for, for his music when it hit and, and so on. And this is one of the first shows or pay-per-views I watched from sort of start to finish, I guess. And, and like I said, I, I wore the damn video out. Um, hmm. But in the mid card, you obviously had uh, Rick Rude versus uh, the warrior. And yep. that was my favorite match on the show. I, yeah. I loved that. That was absolutely brilliant. Again, a lot of it was down to the Warriors' energy and is is just colourful and, and everything about him. But of course, when you get a bit older, you realise okay, that match was good because of Rick Rude. He 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 controlled that whole, you know. But at the time, he was a little kid watching. I was I was all about the Warrior. Yeah, definitely on that occasion. But yeah, Hogan kind of did take over for me. I mean, I suppose you you mentioned there watching, um, watching stuff on Sky and so on during that yeah. era. We did you ever watch WCW around this time? We had no, no, WCW no. worldwide on um, ITV and occasionally on Channel Five, which are two three to hour stations in the UK. Obviously, not not even in the slightest. I am an absolute self proclaimed WWE fanboy, right? So I, I I did 
WCW just never came across. In fact, the only t- the only time I was even aware of WCW was when I was going down to Merritt's in Tesco's in Quedgley in Gloucester. Um, when I uh, you'd look at like the wall of figures that you could pick, and you had these like Hasbro characters which I knew and loved, and you had these like WCW figures that just didn't move. You, you had Ric yeah. Flair and you had Arn Anderson, and now I'm just like, which is ironic now at what I'm about to say, considering how old I am. But I just like they. they they just look like old men. What's going on? Yeah. I, I've got no, no interest in that whatsoever. <laughs> Obviously, Sting looked damn cool, right? And and you know, there's there's the connection there with Warrior from their earlier careers, which which makes sense. But um, Sting was was clearly like a guy you sort of like. Mm, he's got my curiosity, but but no, literally every video I had, every um, every bit of merch I had uh, was just all WWF at the time orientated. Okay, see, I used to catch um, like superstars or challenge or whatever it was, primetime wrestling or whatever the, sh- the show was, um, around my nan's house. She would, uh, my uncle would have Sky in the bedroom, and I'd watch a bit of it there. And then I go to football on a Saturday, and I came home, and my mum had a VHS tape at the machine. You know, you, you, I'm coming home. It's the same sort of era that you have like Bullseye and Gladiators and, and yeah. all that was, was on. You know, Night Rider was on in the afternoon and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, WCW Worldwide, which I suppose at the time was their they, their sort of velocity or their Sunday night heat, maybe it's like their you know their their small highlight ish show was being shown on ITV, and this was very early nineties. So my yeah. mum said, "I've recorded you some wrestling." So I'm I'm buzzing, thinking I'm going to sit down and watch, um, you know, superstars or, or some WWF anyway. Take it upstairs to my, my bedroom where I got my own little VCR shoves it in there, presses play, and I remember being absolutely devastated when it came on, because it was dingy, it was dark, it looked, the production was nowhere near as good, mm. um, and it was all squash matches, but then at the end of the show, Vader came out, and I was just like, whoa, who is this? And then I started watching it on a regular basis, and that was around the time Vader was world champion, I think Ron Simmons had a, had a run at that time as well, Um I got really into WCW via that as well. So it's just funny how things work out, I guess. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's, again, it's a bit like the whole Hogan thing where you sort of have a bit of a later appreciation for, for what WCW was and what it achieved and um, the contribution to the business in general. I, I, I remember a bit later in life, and I'm talking, you know, 98, 99 here, going into a shop, browsing the magazines as you would, you know, with the shopkeeper over your shoulder saying, like, oh, you're going to buy that. And yeah, it's not uh, a library. You, you, <laughs> yeah, exactly and you, and you would see the magazines for wcw and i'm there sort of in 98 99 and i'm seeing hogan luger randy savage i'm seeing all these characters on, on i'm like really because because back then you know the difference between 1992 and, and 1998 was 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 massive you know that's six yeah. years that's 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 like a good like half of my life ago and i'm like no i, I still again just could just had no appreciation for it and here i am 35 opening up my wardrobe and i think i've got a wolf pack t-shirt i've got like a halloween havoc t-shirt i've got all this sort of like sort of stuff and and it's because now as an older fan i can go back and look at the product they had and have a just a an appreciation of just how cool it was but back then i was just like no it's, it's it looks it looks an aged product i don't i don't understand why this is a thing and why people are into it so you know uh, and wwf at the time and, and as it proved out to be was was the one that had the edge yeah yeah definitely okay i mean i was getting back to to your story (laughs) then you mentioned having um seven brothers there uh, all scrapping and play your poor parents man (laughs) i know obviously one of your brothers um is dale johnson who uh, has obviously worked uh for evolution wrestling and we've had him on the sjp wrestling podcast previously but you're the eldest i believe is that correct 
I am. I am. And Dale's actually yeah. youngest. So there's um, he, we're, we're both ends of the spectrum, as it were. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But he's been he's been wrestling for a couple of years now, like a year and a half, yes. two years at least. Um, him being the youngest and going into that world, how how did you find that? Was were you excited to go along and watch him? Did you go along and watch any of his events? Oh man, so this is going to sound really mushy. And apologies, Dale, if you do listen to this because I, I I did have it down to like you know I've got I've got to talk about it. So Dale was um, oh, it's he's the youngest of the family, but he's an absolute inspiration. So Dale was the one. We're all we're all fans of wrestling. I should clarify that now. We you know all later in life we all watch it. We all we've all travelled to watch shows. Um, we've loved it for so long. Dale was the first person to actually have the confidence to go and give it a go. Um, and yeah, I know he went along and he had like some friends with him that did it and some of the friends, it wasn't for them and he still stuck around and, and he was there not knowing anyone. He's, I, I'm big it up like he's this like scared little 15 year old. He's not, he's in his early twenties and he's a really confident guy as I'm sure you've found, but, <laughs> yeah. but he's, but he, the, the aptitude he had for it, um, doing it for, I think, I think he had his first match in what, 10 weeks of doing it and um oh gosh uh, watching him in that ring we were all so stoked like me a couple of my other brothers my my son went along and watched um my, my dad um I, I you know our parents were there we were just oh, he went through that match and it was just so seamless and it still maintains to this day my favorite match from a personal level i've watched of him do um that I, i'm not even gonna lie to you there was a tear in my eye watching him do it, it he was it, what just just by taking that plunge and taking that step to do it was 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 truly inspirational for for me in my own story and me actually doing it now a couple of years later um but just just that belief he gave everyone in the family and 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 the passion he's got for it as well it's just yeah i'm i'm so glad he did it and i'm so glad he's doing so well at it yeah, I mean he's he's a very very talented fella. I've really enjoyed every time I've uh, I've seen him wrestle. So yeah, you, you should be proud though. You should be proud. He's very very talented indeed. Yeah. Um, so, so you say you're 35 and you've not long started mm. training and had your first match. Um, was this something that ever appealed to you previously? Did you think I'll give it a go and never just got round to it, or did you not have the opportunity, or was it a case of it never it never even entered your mind? I mean, to be fair. I mean, you, you, you're a big old chap. You're, you're what, six four, six five? <laughs> I'm um, six five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you're nineteen stone. I think you told me when I was doing the commentary for for your match. That's right. Um, it's almost like you tick all the boxes needed. So as a big wrestling fan, being that size, it, how come it took you to this point to decide I'm going to do that? So I'm going to try and keep it concise because I know I have a tendency to waffle, Simon. <laughs> Apologies. No, no, no problem at all. No problem at all. <laughs> um, but basically, so, so this was what I wanted to do. When I was um, coming out of school, going into college, and we're talking about sort of 2000, 2001, maybe a, a year or so later than that, um, and I was looking at my university options, I was specifically looking for a university um, that had or was in close vicinity to a wrestling school. Now, it's strange, right? Because we're talking about something 20 years ago. Wrestling schools were not... Um, I don't want to say dime a dozen because it makes it sound like they're everywhere. They're not. But there's a, but, but you've never had so much access to, to, to them across the country. Back then... Yeah, you type you re- into, sorry, you type into like Google or even, even the search bar on uh, Facebook or Twitter or somewhere like that. And so many wrestling schools pop That's up right. you literally just type in wrestling school there's just so many of them now 
Yeah, there is, there is, and 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 twenty years ago, you just, you simply didn't have that, and no. uh, and and I was looking at like so you know I originally from Gloucester, and I was looking at well, there's one down in Portsmouth. I could I could go to Portsmouth University and learn business studies and kind of do the wrestling on the side. Um, and then eventually it was just like, look, I'm so young, I've got no money, I'm so poor, I just don't, I don't have the resources and and the means to make this happen. So I didn't. I just, I was, I was content being a fan, you know. Um, and and that that was that was my first thought of going into it. And I've done other stuff since, like, uh, and and you know, I I, I don't, don't want to say I'm athletic, but you know, I've 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 run marathons and I've done other sort of like athletic stuff, which I've tried to sort of achieve and tick the boxes. Um, well, that's, and, that's, and, quite a, that's quite an achievement, one a marathon. That's that's yeah. quite a big. I mean, that's twenty six miles. I mean, I'm out of breath walking walking twenty six <laughs> yards. So don't 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 downplay yourself at all there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's funny because now when I do do training and Dale sees me blowing hard because I'm 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 obviously like I said nineteen stone. He's like, you run marathons. This you shouldn't find it this difficult. Um, but 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 the truth is, yeah, like it's, it's different physique, different type of training and stuff. And but yeah, I I, I literally just the, the the thought of actually training to do it never entered back into my mind. I was quite content being an absolute super fan um and just just uh, just like you know loving 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 what i'm watching it was an entertainment thing to me i love talking about it i love um you know, telling people about it i've got no shame in my fandom at all i absolutely wear it on my sleeve um and then yeah like like, like i said uh, to be honest it, dale did it which started to get me sort of thinking he was even saying to me like you are a six foot five guy you, you might you know, you might have gas left in the tank to do this, and I was sort of even still like a little bit, yeah. But come on, it, I, I, I couldn't. I, and I, and I'm, you know, I've got two kids, I've got a full time job. It's like I, I had no idea, like sort of what would be involved. And then, and then the crux of it was, and uh, you know, and and I've I've said this a lot recently on like Evo videos, uh, was COVID. Funnily enough, was the thing that 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 told me I actually needed to do it. I think when we went through that first lockdown in 2020. And it was so sudden and our freedoms, basic freedoms for the right reasons, don't get me wrong, but our basic mm-hmm. freedoms were t- taken away from us um, for, for so swiftly. It just got me thinking. There's a lot of time for reflection about life in general and what do I want to achieve? What do I want to say I've done or given a go? And I was looking at wrestling as this thing that I've, you know, I've watched it for so long. I've been a fan and I've, I've never even set foot in a ring. How can, how can I, how can I go? It'd be really sad if I went through my whole life without giving it a go at least once. Um, and that was, and, and I sort of reflected on it and I was messaging Dale saying like, do you think I could go? Is this ridiculous? Um, could, could I get involved in it? And he was, you know, very quick to, uh, reassure me that the, you know, no, no, it's a, it's a really inclusive school. Um, you know, you, you, you come along, just, just give it a go. You, you, you know, wrestling, you've watched it for, for as long as you have. Um, get involved so I literally did for, for my first opportunity that when it opened back up again um, the world was in a state where such things were allowed once more in in, in the right sort of way and uh, I did it and I've never looked back since it's um, it's, it's it's just it, it, I'm there and I, and even the first time I stepped in the ring there I was like marking out a little bit inside it's like oh my god I'm, I'm actually stood in a wrestling ring and you got you got Liam Jones who's one of the trainers out there like just an, yeah. a, 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 an amazing coach for someone as young as he is um, you know I'm, I'm taking pointers from someone who's 16 years younger than me and he's just fantastic um and it, it's just that yeah that was it I, j- I just never looked back and and i feel like it's um it's one of the best decisions i've ever made and and here i am sort of 35 giving it a go got lots of love and support from family and friends because they're all they, they all know how much i've been a fan in the past i think they've all been keen to see me do it because it's always been a running joke all my life and um yeah i'm, I'm, I'm getting involved it's uh it, it's it's i'm living the dream mate honestly 
it sounds fantastic. I mean, it's it's something that I suppose every fan at some stage goes through that little arch. Like, I'd love to give that a go, sort of thing. I mean, a few years ago. I don't know whether I was having some kind of, uh, I don't know, midlife crisis potentially, or I was looking for something <laughs> to do. Well, I, well, no, actually, probably I was running a football club for 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 a long time, Hard and work. then me and the wife um, knocked that on the head because it was becoming more like a job than something I was enjoying. Um, we were relatively successful. I, I, on, on the last match that we were there, we, we, we won the last thing that was sort of missing, I guess, from the trophy collection um, mm. at the low at the low level that we we did this at. Um, so I knocked it on the head and for six months or so it was lovely having my weekends back and <laughs> not having to take not having to take training sessions or stress about getting uh, drunken cider stained idiots out of bed to come and play fullback for me and so on so, so that was that was lovely but after about six months or so I felt like I wanted to get to do something I was very lost and very so you know I, I didn't have that interest and I started thinking, oh, I'd love to give this a go. But I, I ended up bottling it. I ended up not going down oh. that road. Um, and still to this day, I mean, I'm, it's, it's like I said, it's the 10th of February today. Um, I'm 40 in two days. Um, I was still to this day, even though my kids have and my wife have, never actually stepped foot in a wrestling ring still. So and I, I'm quite content with that. I'm, I was going to say, mate, I don't, 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 you know, I, I can't give you the elevator pitch any more than I just have. Like, it's, it's, it's never too late. That's, that's, that's all I'd say. No, no, no. no. It's, you know, it's, I, I think that ship has firmly sailed for me. I'm perfectly, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy on the other side of the rail, whether that's with the microphone for the few matches I did commentating on some of you boys or uh, just sat there as a fan. I'm, I'm perfectly happy where Fair I am, enough. but yeah. Fair <laughs> um, so when you started the the training process then uh, and you were you were arriving at your first training session um was there nerves walking across the car park to go through that door when you when you first walk in where you're a little i suppose dale was there and, and you knew him yeah so did that help yeah 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 it, it did but then no, no i was i was massively nervous when i went it's um you know i i had been going to evolution wrestling shows for for a couple of years so I did know the faces as I'd watched them at the shows. I never really had any sort of, you know, conversation with them. So, and, 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 you know, naturally you're sort of thinking, well, I don't want to cock up too much. I don't want to be, um, you know, I, I don't want to act like I know what I'm talking about, even though I've watched wrestling for a long time. Cause I know that's a completely different perspective. I was yeah. wary of saying the wrong thing. Um, and, uh, and, and Dale, to be fair, and I, and I was quite content with this as well. Dale did say to me, look, look, you know, if you, if you, if, if you do too, too much wrong for too long they will tell your site you know and, and and they'll either work you through it or or you know they'll, they'll tell you the right in the right way that you know maybe this is isn't the right thing for you and i was, and I was content with that because i respected that because it's it isn't ballet you know it is an intense thing um and uh and yeah so I, I was i was humongously nervous but when i went i did there was a couple of other uh new starters at the same time so uh, I had my my sort of peers there um, that that I was sort of grouped together with, and it was really great. It was it was like even the simple things like learning how to bump. You'd sort of do it safely on a crash mat first, but then you'd sort of like quickly, uh, you know, progress into like okay, now I'm going to suplex someone, now I'm going to arm drag someone, and <laughs> even then I'm like this giddy little ten year old again. <laughs> it's got this childlike joy, like oh my god, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, you know. And and th- th- this 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 is the other thing, right? Because it's not like um. I, I'm not. I'm used to being thrown about. Like I, I, I still regularly take my kids and 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 up until sort of a few years ago, took little brothers to like things like trampoline parks and, um, you know, you go swimming. I'm so I'm used to sort of like tumbling and and doing rolls yeah. and, and and flipping and things like that. So 
like some some of that stuff. I had no I had no reservation about sort of doing that um, or landing awkwardly or anything. Like that. So that that stuff I I I sort of had out of the way, so I, I could just enjoy it. Um, uh, and yeah, it, 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 I was eased into it gently, um, and and not, not not just the first week, but the weeks after. It was it was a similar story, to be honest. Okay, great. I mean, that that seems to be a, uh, a familiar tale with people who who are trained at Evolution. I mean, I've spoken to quite a few people who have. And I've spoken to others who are trained elsewhere. But Evolution Wrestling is is the, the sort of higher number, I suppose, of trainees I've spoken to. Now the and thing they all is, say the right. same thing. They, they they were walking in nervous, but within uh, right. within li- literal minutes, it was like a, a sort of one person used the term family atmosphere, and they they instantly felt relaxed. Yeah, yeah, and and I think um I think the other thing you got to remember, right? So there's a the wrestling product at the moment is is literally unlimited, and there are so many documentaries about how wrestlers started out, the schools that they uh, attended to, and most of it is from the perspective of people who started out in like the eighties and nineties. You know, you're talking about uh, like things like Beyond the Ring. Um, uh, 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 is it Beyond the Ring? What's the what's the one where they talk Beyond about? The mat. Beyond, beyond the mat, yeah, beyond the mat. Um, yeah. Dark side of the ring, sorry. Dark, Dark side, side of the, of the ring, ring, yeah. yeah. Yep. Things like that, you know, where they're talking about um, how, how you learn. And and and, and it's, it's always horror stories. It's like, oh, you're going to run until you start throwing up blood or, you know, you're going to get broken in the hard way and beaten up and stuff like that. And you're like, gosh, is, is it really like that? And in the back of my head, I was like, is that what's going to happen? Am I going to be going in there and basically be dropped on my head a few times to sort of t- feel me out if, if I can do it or not? And, and um thankfully the business has moved on it's, it's it's progressed a lot since then so if anyone's out there watching those documentaries and, and thinking that's what it's like in in 2021 um it, it's really not it's such a professional outfit uh, outfit and it's it's it is uh, a gentle experience to begin with it does step up it does step up and it does get hard and and, it, and it's and it, and it is very very physical but it's it, you're never going to be in that position where you're made to feel uncomfortable so uncomfortable um very early on okay i mean well, let, let's talk about that stepping up and how it gets difficult but again let's let's, let's begin at the beginning i guess mm. um a standard question i ask everybody who comes on the show who, who's gone through the process that you've gone through um how how was that fir- very very first bump on the canvas how did that one feel <laughs> I, I actually okay I, I don't know what it was i i'm totally okay with the the, uh, the bump on the canvas uh i i it, yeah it's a shock i think maybe I'm on, my neck was a little bit sore after for not doing it the right way fortunately dale again was very good in my ear before i got there saying like these are the things you avoid don't hold your breath all that kind of stuff um so that was fine i have to say though and if i'm being really honest and being a bit vulnerable here um is running the ropes man the running the ropes was the biggest shocker that that was that was the the painful thing and still to this day you can't do it comfortably it's it's a it's, it's an unnatural feeling especially for someone my size who has to really like get low when i when i when i run into it um that that for me is is probably more daunting than 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 taking any bump um not, not that the bumps are pleasant in any way don't get me wrong um but yeah, those running the ropes. I'm just, I don't know. It's just, it, it, something you really have to concentrate on first thing. There's a, there's a, there's a knack to it, and and eventually it becomes second nature. I hope. Um, but that's that's for me. Yeah, it was the rope running more than the bumps early on. Yeah, you, you hear and see pictures, don't you, on online, and you hear stories from people, and they got marks all over their back and under their arm where they're trying to run the ropes for the first time, or even the tenth time, or however many attempts it may take them to get used to it. Yeah, I mean, you're literally running into something that's there to stop you and propel you back. It's going if you don't hit it right, it's going to be sore, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the, the images that sort of uh, go through your head here are like, I don't know if you, you're, you're a man who's of a similar age as I am, but I remember watching the very first Tough Enough series where all the trainees were sort of like standing in a row in the ring with their arms up in the air and, and like they all had welts just along. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's exactly like that. Um, but I suppose the reassurance you get is you look at someone, and I'm probably going off on a tangent here, but you look on like someone like Sting, who had his match against Triple H at WrestleMania 31, um, and he clearly not done it for a while. And and now sort of watching back, I can appreciate things like he he had this big red welt under his arm, um, and it was just just from rope running. And that's someone who's been doing it for for years. So even if it just goes to show, even if you know how to do it perfectly, yeah, it's like you said, it's an unnatural feeling. You're gonna you you're gonna stop yourself with a thin bit of rope constantly, consistently. It's gonna leave a mark. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, very quickly to anyone listening, and to you, Simon, as well. I don't know if my microphone picked up on that then, but we've got a helicopter and a couple of sirens going on outside oh. the back at the moment in in the lovely part of Gloucester I live. All the drugs you can possibly ask for. Um, <laughs> so just uh, if that if the microphone is picking that up and anyone uh, anyone listening can hear it, I do apologise. But uh, that's part and parcel of the area I am from at the moment. Sadly, wow. Um, you say about uh, things picking up and things getting more difficult as you went yes. along. Um, where, uh, what stage, and what exactly was it you were doing that you sort of went, oh, Struth? And was there any any particular moment where you thought, okay, maybe I can't do this after all? Yeah, there was one hundred percent. So it's um, so you get to a point where you you you're doing drills, right? And 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 I, I kind of get it because I've been watching wrestling for a long time and I could see that you see a lot of similarity, a lot of patterns in matches, routines, and it's like, I get it and stuff. It was the first time, um, <laughs> yeah, if I'm looking for a moment that I thought, oh my God, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Uh, it was when I was encouraged and coached to do a dive over the top rope to the outside. So like, okay. you know, like a, Sh- a Shawn Michaels type, grab the top rope, launch yourself over to the person outside. Crash mats everywhere, mate. Crash crash mats everywhere. Very strong individual who's there to catch me. But it was like a mental block. Like about like, am I going to be able to launch my 19 stone frame over the top rope in a way that isn't going to, you know, I'm going to end up landing on my head here. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and I must have been there for a while. And it's, it's comical because it was supposed to be part of a routine, right? Where um, you know, the person you're training with, he's, he's sort of playing the sort of the heel uh he rolled out the ring from under the ropes and he's sort of selling the the the, the punishment he's taking in the ring and the idea was that he's going to walk around to the side and i'm going to fly over the top and he's going to catch me and 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 that was that was how it's supposed to be and he sort of did all this selling walking around the ring waiting to catch me and i'm just like lads i don't think i could do it like this is this is nuts like what 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 am i what am i doing here like this is this is ridiculous and I was there for ages and it was almost became like a bit of a seat. And this is where we go back. And I'm, I'm sorry. I know it sounds like I'm big enough evolution wrestling, but the guys are just, this is the family atmosphere, right? Like I was yeah, there. No, please I was, carry on. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I was stood there clutching onto the ropes. My knuckles were getting whiter and whiter. I could feel like my, my flop sweat, you know, come in, come in and like, oh, this is, this is intense. And <laughs> Ryan guy who's catch me. is just literally stood there. Like, are you going to do this or what? And like, and, and eventually everyone else there on that day was like, just sort of saw what was happening. And they sort of come around and be like, you yeah, know, go on, Simon, you can do it. You can do it, Simon. You can do it. It's fine. You'll be fine. Liam's there saying like, look, you will not hurt yourself. Just, just do it. How I've told you to do it. And you have to end up saying, 
F it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. And, and I did. And I launched myself. And it was like the most terrifying experience I've so far had, had to do. Just like, just again, just, just unnatural. Um, and, I, and I haven't done it again since. But i got to be honest, like, I, I would be, I'd probably be more into it now because I've, I've done it um, that, that once. But yeah, that, that high flying stuff. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, but maybe that, maybe that certain element of wrestling, I, my, my, my frame isn't, doesn't lend itself to. Well, I suppose being the size you are, which I don't think how, how often would you be needing to leave your feet anyway, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's, that is that is a fair point. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's I, I'm, you know, that, that being said, the whole thing with wrestling, I, I, I love just getting stuck in. I love, I love the grappling. I love the rough and tumble of it. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, uh, bump or take punishment however I need to. So, you know, I, it, but, but like you said, the size I am, maybe I'd get away with it because people I, I'll be the one that people utilize the size of and bounce off more than, than me bouncing off other people. Um, so yeah, who knows? Yeah. It's all part of the yeah. Fun. So, I mean, how long then, um, I've, I don't know if we've covered this already, but apologies if we have, how long exactly were you training them before the first match came around? Yeah. So I, I think, um, it's probably about four months, but there was pockets where we stopped, uh, due to government guidelines on, um, you know, like, like, like local sports, grassroots sports, uh, and, mm-hmm. and et cetera. So, uh, so it, it was on and off for around about four months. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, obviously we can't discuss too much. Can't go into too many details because the match that you're involved <laughs> in yeah. with evolution wrestling hasn't actually aired yet on their, on their social medias or their YouTube. So I don't want to be dishing out any spoilers if this comes out before that does, <laughs> but, um, your very first and to date only match was, um, a tag contest, wasn't it? Um, how, how do you feel that went? And obviously the difference is you're not walking into an arena or a room or a hall rammed full of people are you the good news is i still have all that to look forward to that's how i look yes very true yeah my 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 goal my first goal and this is this is usually how things these things start right you have one goal you want to move on to the next one my goal is to perform in front of of people you know uh, and uh, namely my kids i want to i want to i want to i want them to see me in that superhero capacity that i looked up to my heroes when i was a kid and that that's what i want where i want to get to Yes, my first match was, I wasn't that, um, but it was still an absolute honor, privilege to, to get to do it. You know, um, I, I, I've, I've experienced it now. I can, I can, I, I, I get the, the build up, like how it works. I've been around people backstage, uh, how they, how they organize it. Um, it was still an incredible experience. And, and to be fair, I don't know how many of the guys there and some of the ones more experienced have had that level of attention coming from a camera being filmed so it was Mm. quite cool in a way to sort of be experiencing that for the first time with them as well uh so so it was so it was it was different um i'm really proud of the match i'm i I, it's i've seen a rough copy of it and and it's you know i've watched it about 20 million times um i'm I'm really excited for other people to see it but uh but yeah it it was it, it was it was amazing really enjoyed it Oh, that's brilliant that's brilliant i mean you can see that as well at certain moments in the match just like the <laughs> the, the look on your face you can mark it out did, have you heard <laughs> the the copy with the commentary on yet or is it, or have they still got that ready to release it i haven't had the pleasure yet i i had to tell uh, okay. myself when i knew that was on its way simon 
I told myself I need to stop rewatching this rough copy because I knew there was another copy on its way with your dulcet tones overlaid over the top. But I have heard your work um, in some of the other matches, and I was very, very impressed. So you should be proud of yourself too. Well, so I'm well, very, exci- I'm very excited to see what it, what, what it comes out like. You're you're very kind. Um, it was literally the the three matches I've recorded to date were the very first three I've ever done. Um, and and it was literally done in one take. Sit down, get it done, off we go. Um, I think that the the improvement in the last match to the first match is quite noticeable. Um, it, not trying to sort of you know say I say I'm astounding at this or anything like that, but I think I think I felt much more com- I felt much more comfortable at the end than I did at the beginning as I sort of got into a bit of a flow. But like I said, it was the first time I'd done this. It was the first time my commentary partner had done this. And also, I'm recording the commentary, sat in my bedroom looking at my laptop, whilst he's in a, a house X amount of miles away looking at a video on his laptop. We're trying to sync it together because obviously COVID restrictions, we can't be in the same yes. room and so on. Yeah. So that made it a bit tricky. I do believe at one stage, though, um, in, in your match, I do refer to you as the young man. So you know, <laughs> I, I'm expecting some little uh, kickbacks or bribes to keep that at mind. Okay. <laughs> but, 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 thanks, mate. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It, I must admit, um, <laughs> this lockdown life is is increasing the grey hair count on my head and my beard. Um, so I do need to maybe look at investing and doing something about that. Um, but I do, yeah, yeah, mate. It, 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 I, the thing is, I the, the thing is right. I I don't mind people knowing how old i am because it, it sounds really like i'm i'm trying to sort of be pretentious or um like sanctimonious but uh, but it, if people see someone like me who's started something so physical so later in life um and if that inspires others to give it a go uh, then then i've done my job um you know look i, I don't have dreams to, for making it big I, it would be amazing if it happened like who would say no to that but um but even just like to get to a certain level where I, I can respectfully um, keep up with with the the top guys, uh, just just even in the local area, I, I would be I would be dead chuffed. That would be the next goal after the next. Here's a question for you though. Um, have, okay. uh, one of the, one of the things I've watched recently, and I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen You Cannot Kill David Arquette? I watched it. Um, have you, are you familiar with um, my other podcast? It's not been running very long. Um, it, it's, it's, it gets shared sometimes on the social media for this one called Chain Wrestling. And, and how that format works? No, I haven't. No. No. Okay. Um, it's very, very, you know, simply, it's uh, me and my, my podcast partner, um, Mags, who's, who's a top bloke. We, we, we both... We, we watch a match or or a certain moment from history and so on and um just sort of poke fun at it and have, have a little bit of a laugh and a joke and it's, it's it's much more light-hearted and so on just just us being daft really just a couple of idiots being being silly hmm. and um at the end of that we then both link that match to another match um whether it's via some real tenuous stretched link like nice. th- that we're being ridiculous over or we link it via um the arena it was in or the title it was for or a wrestler who was in that match can be in the next match and and whatever and then we both put forward our suggestions they go up on twitter and the listeners vote to which way we go so in theory we're episode 11 came out uh today as we're as we're recording you can trace episode 11's match all the way back to episode one and that's kind of the theory of it being called chain wrestling so it's linking together and Mm. so on um the episode that came out today, we actually covered Slamboree 2000 
the main event there with the triple cage from ready to rumble mm. with david with david arquette as the champion much to um mags my co-hosts um <laughs> disappointment he had to watch that the other day and he was not happy as you can tell if you listen to the show um yeah so i watched uh somebody on twitter actually said when, when i said oh this has won the poll this week we're going back to 2000 with slambury david arquette etc uh somebody actually said you need to watch this documentary so i actually watched it for the first time a couple of days ago and it, absolutely fantastic the That's guy's the guy's passion mm. and love for the business really shines through i mean it's obvious he's got uh, some issues, whether that's dependency issues or maybe some underlying yeah. mental health problems. He's obviously got some stuff going on there. Um, and there's obviously uncomfortable moments too when he's wrestling those, those backyard oh, kids. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my wife at one stage was like, I'm not sure I'm not going to watch any more of this because it was incredibly uh. uncomfortable. Um, and then the, the moment where he, he was facing Nick Gage, I believe the guy's name was. Yeah. And he, he had his neck cut quite famously. That was mm. all, all over the internet. Um, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I thought it was—I thought it was—it was a good watch. I can recommend it to anyone who's not seen it. Well, the, 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 well, this is my point. Firstly, that sounds like an excellent format. Your other podcast, I will be sure to check that out because um, that's, that's very oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, the, the reason I brought it up, oh, it's a fantastic story about David Arquette. Um, you know, man who loves the business, his much famed story in WCW um, that you alluded to there, how that sort of panned out, um, and his his whole reden- redemption story. And, and and sort of linking it back to myself here, which is which sounds really self-involved to sort of compare myself to it. But this guy's got ten years on me, and as you will see at the start of the documentary, he was rough and out of shape, right? And and like you alluded, he had problems, um, and he got past them. And by the end of that documentary, you see what he's achieved. Now, obviously, he's got like name attachment and name value, uh, and it is a fantastic story, but. Just the physicality um, and the fact that he was in the PWI uh, top 500 by the end of it. Yes. Um, just as, as, as a 54-year-old as bloke, um, just, ah, oh, you know what? It's like going back to the old age thing. This is what I, if I didn't, I didn't really sweat it before because I knew this was like, I'm, I'm sort of doing something a bit crazy here uh, for my midlife crisis, as you would sort of say. Um, but when I watched that, I was like, do you know what? No, screw that. Age is just a number. So I've got no problem at all. Um, being billed as someone a bit older doing this, um, that being the butt of promos, that being something that that just gets turned into a story eventually. I, I, I'm more than happy to, to lean into it, um, just because yeah, I, I think it is like like that documentary uh, shows you can you can achieve great things at no matter what point you are in your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it is a very good a very good documentary. I recommend anyone who hasn't seen it goes and gives it a watch. It's, it's quite heartwarming seeing his passion and his, his love for the business. Um, you say there as well about age being just a number and so on. I mean, 35's not old, is it? I mean, maybe it's a touch old to be trying this for the first time. <laughs> but you've got, you've, got, you've got your background of being a fan your whole life. You've got your yeah. background of uh, marathons in the past and, and, and so on. So, I mean, you know, fair play to you. It's a, it's a really interesting story to tell, I believe. Um, you know, maybe even half tempts me to get my broken old ass out running for a little bit, but you know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. um, just before I let you go then, Simon, mm. you say there that you're uh, um, a self-confessed WWE uh, super fan or fanboy or however you want to word it. Yeah, all um, the above. What are, what are your thoughts at the moment on, on the current wrestling landscape then with regards to raw smackdown nxt as well i guess and any other any other wrestling you, you sort of may watch good question um i think i think 
all products at the moment that are at least on TV are making the absolute best of it that they can, given the global pandemic that we're in. I think um, it's very, don't don't get me wrong, there's no substitute for an arena full of fans and being part of that immersive experience yourself, either as a live fan or watching something at TV, on TV, a big pay-per-view event, feeling like you're 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 watching something special. You know, uh, there's there's no substitute for that. And wrestling has taken a knock because of it. But that being said, like I said, they 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 I think the way AEW film their shows um, from a different angle work, works. They they make the best fit. Thunderdome um, is is. You know, a bit of a bit, bit of an intense overstimulation of the eyes, but it's it, it, again, it's <laughs> it's better than the performance center. Um, that's a quick question for you, actually. Have you have you have you been to the Thunderdome yet? Have you given that a go? No. Have you actually had had? Have you got the sort of I don't know how they'd word it online ticket? Maybe I don't know. Have you done that? Have you? I, I have, mate. I have, but probably uh, towards the end of last year. There's there's a there's a roar out there where you can see my mug um, in the middle of. Uh, a, okay. I, I think it's Bobby Lashley. Uh, taking on ricochet on on raw you can see my face on it it's a very very unique experience but i won't i won't go into it now um no no actually it, please, please do explain that's a question that um my, my wife and my kids have, have, have asked me a few times how does it work what do you see on your side of the screen so you you uh so i did it on a laptop but i understand you can do it on a device but basically you you literally watch raw um and you've got a little sort of camera in the corner like you're doing any type of facetime which shows you your screen and how it works is you're watching it like any normal episode, but you've got a guy uh, in your ear that's telling you how to react, when to cheer, when to boo. Um, you know, sh- someone comes out like Asuka. It's like, oh, everyone do your Asuka dancing um, or something like that. Like they, they, they literally coach you to, 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 um, to tell you how to react and make sure you're sort of oh, reacting why? in the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was quite intense. It's also very random about how you appear in the actual arena. So raw being three hours long it's, it, it, it took me two hours to actually get within shot of the tv camera um and once i did i was, I was dead chuff. i was like yep it's all worth it but for those first two hours it was like oh my god like i'm, I'm sort of doing this because i want to i want to be, be part of history i want you to see my face on, on raw yeah yeah um so so it it, it it that that part of it is a slog it's and it's a lot of like you know staring at a laptop screen for three hours non-stop is 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 uh is, is 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 it takes a toll but it also there's there's other things as well like you you're not allowed to have any brand drinks you're not allowed to have any brand foods you're not allowed to move your camera anything like that gets immediately called out and you get like one warning and if you sort of carry on doing it they just just boot you out um but i like i said i'm glad i do it I, I haven't really got an incentive to do it again if i'm being honest now i have done it but it's uh but it, but yeah it's it, it was unique i would recommend everyone try it once if uh, just just to again live in history this time next year thing in the past Mm. that's really interesting hearing that they sort of coach you along i think i read somewhere about that but i didn't realize it was quite to that level yeah it, yeah it is it really, really is like <laughs> you're sort of awkwardly sometimes you know being the super fan of mark i am i'm being asked uh um i'm being asked to cheer for people i don't necessarily have a, a have a, a you know a, a particular fandom associated with them it's uh, you know mm. like oh you know cheer for so and so and i'm like oh yeah okay if i have to i'm doing this just because i want to get on tv sort of thing um <laughs> but, but yeah it, it, it is it's, it's like a constant coaching you know applaud here boo here yeah no i understand oh that's, that's very interesting yeah okay um okay then well as we sort of draw to a close here then today um mm-hmm. going forward i mean I'm, we're going to look at this very much 
best case scenario with COVID being gone yes. and everything returning to normal. Um, the last thing I normally ask people, uh, what are your hopes for the future with regards to wrestling? What, what, what do you, um, when you talk about goals and accomplishing them, what are you looking to get out of it uh, as soon as possible? Get as many shows in um, as I possibly can. I want to, I want to seize any opportunity that I can um, with what presents in front of me. Like I said, I'm so proud and privileged to be a part of that academy and what they're trying to achieve um support them in any way i can um i'm going to big them up promote them we need more people um not not that they're struggling in any way but we we need you know it's, it's welcoming we, talent is talent encourage people to have a go it's in it's a positive contribution to society and i think i just want to be a part of it for as long as i can so as long as my my body holds out and uh, uh, and and um, I stay healthy. I think as the journey of the next two or three years pans out, I want I want to just be there and I want to be part of those shows. My, my long term goals, yeah, it'd be nice to sort of you know I'm in fantasy land here to just just talk just just see other sides of the promotions, perform in front of different fans. That is where what I'd love to do. Um, it's it's what I got into it for. And, uh, and yeah, that, 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 that is my, that my short-term goals. Um, don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> if there was something bigger and better on the cards, I would, I would, I would be absolutely, um, amazed and work hard for that. But at this point, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just making the best of, of what I can do and, and just putting my all into it. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. Um, and I, I hope all that, all that happens and I hope soon, sooner rather than later, um, I can actually be in the crowd rather than sat behind the laptop, whether it's with a microphone or not. What, watch it, watching you work, sir. I enjoyed the first match I saw. Um, I hope to see many, many more going forward. Mate, as long as you're in the crowd, you're reacting in one way or another. You can boo me. You can call me a dick if you want i don't care but <laughs> it'd be an absolute honor so yeah no it's uh i i i'm really really excited and, and again mate thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast here you, you, you're clearly a passionate guy and and uh and and i look at some of the names you've been having on the show previously it's um yeah it's 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 a bit surreal being in this situation uh even with you so thank you for having me no, no, no! Thank you for coming on. It's great. It's, like I said, it's a very unique story. Learning, uh, deciding to train, not just maybe you know, not not an advanced age at thirty-five because it's not old, but uh, a higher number than others potentially. Plus, through bloody lockdowns and pandemics, it's quite a quite an interesting tale of how you started off. So, I look forward to having you back on in the future. We can talk a bit more modern wrestling. Maybe look back at some pay per views together, uh, and uh, hopefully, when this whole coronavirus situation is gone we can start talking about how your career is progressing a bit more mate yeah it'd be my pleasure cheers simon okay have you got any um social medias for yourself you want to hand out or are you still in the process of setting those up i'm still in the process setting setting them up um i know i've plugged it a lot but the, the best way you can keep uh track of my immediate progress uh, or any of the academy lot is is literally giving evolution wrestling a follow uh, instagram facebook uh, they're, they're, they're very active talking a lot about what we're getting up to um upcoming shows when that's allowed etc so I, I would say that for, for that if you're interested in my story that'll be the, the first place to check out great stuff uh, and as always you can find me at sjp words and you can follow the show uh, on facebook twitter and instagram at sjp wrestling pod um, and as always thank you for listening <laughs>